You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so we will get started. Full disclosure, in case something seems off or odd or some big thing happens that I'm not commenting on, um, it's still Sunday for me. I'm, I've got some time. Family's gone, so I'm going to try to knock out as many of these calls as I can and kind of save myself some work and potential days where I'm not going to have time. So anyways, with that being said, let's get started with Jersey Mike. Hey, Ryan, Jersey Mike. So I, I don't know what the end of this game is going to be, but it looks like it's going to be an L here. Um, you, you can't convince me that this is on Jordan Love. You just can't. Um, I'm going to call it on play calling. And, you know, know, you can tell me if the scheme is fine. Great. The scheme is fine. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with you there. The scheme is fine. Um, it's not for these players, though. These players can't execute the scheme, and Matt LaFleur needs to figure out what these players can execute and get them to do it because it's just not working. I mean, these penalties have been egregious, and the fact that they're not calling any penalties on the Vikings is even worse. Here's the thing, and I, I mentioned this on the – uh, episode from now my brain's all twisted it would have been well today i guess i'm trying to bridge the gap between you and i jersey mike because you're one of my favorite callers and we're, we're we're not off on the right foot here i'm gonna say that when you say play calling you don't mean play calling because what you're describing to me doesn't sound like play calling these guys execute and matt lafleur needs to figure something out i agree now, he doesn't need to figure out what plays to call because there's no plays you can call in which Jordan can throw accurate passes and wide receivers can catch passes because those are things that we just can't do. So it's not a play-calling thing, but it is a coaching thing. It is a Matt LaFleur thing. So I will absolutely agree with you on that, but we can't call it play-calling because it's not a play, it's execution. It might be play, I mean, it could be, I don't know, but what we're both seemingly talking about, I don't think it. it's... I don't, it doesn't sound to me like what we're talking about or describing, which it seems like we kind of agree on, sort of. I don't think it's play calling. Now, let, let, let's say it's a product of bad coaching. What, what, what are we going to do with it? Right. What is going to happen with that? Some, something's got to be done. Right. Right? Is Matt LaFleur going to, what, take credit again and say we've got to go back to the film? I mean, I'm sick and tired of hearing of the excuses. I agree. I'm what, with you. What? What excuse do you have for this game, Matt LaFleur? What excuse do you have for this game? I know we have the players to get this done. There are other coaches in the league who can get this done. Now, I'm not calling for Matt LaFleur to be fired. I've never called for him to be fired. But what is it going to take for him to do something different? I mean, I am watching the same garbage go out there and be played week after week. And not only on top of that, Joe Barry is calling some god-awful defense. This is just disgusting. There's got to be somebody actually held accountable. When I say held accountable, I mean thrown under the bus, run over, <laughs> backed over, run over again, and said, sorry, you're out. And I you hear that, Nagler? I, I know you were curious what that even means. Jersey Mike cleared it up for you. You, you run them over with vehicles. Person needs to be Joe Barry. I think it needs to be taken out of Matt Lafleur's hands. I think Gutekunst needs to go down there and say, "Barry, you're done. Sorry, not sayonara. Nice knowing you, buddy." But th this the pressure has got to be applied, and I mean applied in public. This is this is bad. This is disgusting. We 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 should expect more because this team is better than this. Anyway, go pack, go. Yeah, and again, I I I think I agree with all of that. Um... I, I think it's unacceptable from a head coaching standpoint, from, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, coaching across the board, discipline. Um, I mean, execution is on the players, but at the same time, you know, I, again, it's it's one thing when you have one guy that can't do something. Then you got a problem with a player. What happens when it's your entire team? I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong about this. I can't help but look at the coaches. 
nobody can catch, all of a sudden nobody on the offensive line can block and knows how to run the scheme? Like, why is this all of a sudden just everybody has the same malady? And it's the same thing I've been saying about defense, right? It's like, it's execution, right? But why is it everybody struggling to understand this? Other teams run this, right? So why can't our guys do it? Is it because they're the dumbest people on planet Earth? Like, they're just, they're all stupid? Like, Gutekunst just, despite the fact that he seems to uniquely go out and try to find people with high intelligence, like Christian Watson and Sean Clifford and guys like that, like, you know, good character, high intelligence, high athleticism, like, that's that's his bread and butter. But apparently, um, a high Wonderlick score actually has a reverse correlation to intelligence because they're all idiots and they can't learn how to do things. Maybe that's the case, or maybe that's less likely then the coaching here sucks, and that's a problem. So I'm I'm with you 100% in, at this point, my stance is the play calling won't save you. And although I'm not necessarily on the spot calling for Matt LaFleur to be fired, I'm taking a similar approach to Matt LaFleur that I am with Jordan Love. If this is all you have to offer, you need to be replaced for 2024. Because this is, I mean, obviously, <laughs> this isn't going to work, right? Um... So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Aaron, Aaron, just calling so, with about four minutes left in the game. We're down 24 to 10. Um, and I'm just going to get my thoughts because why not right now? Um, yeah. So, this team, this game, has shown everything, like, this game, you saw all of the potential that you could possibly want from this team. Everyone had moments where it was like they played great. But then it was just all the stupid mistakes, which is why we lost. Um, it's, it's all the penalties. I can't, like, the only penalty that I'm like, yeah, that's questionable, was the roughing the passer call on Rashawn Gary. Um I didn't see anything on that, but yeah, and several people have brought that up, and maybe, maybe it's just a different camera angle or something. It that looked pretty straightforward to me. I mean, if your face collides with the face, and I know other people have said to hit him in the shoulder. Okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it right. It looked pretty clear to cut to me that even if it wasn't something that I wish was in the NFL, I mean, that's just how the NFL is today. And so, um, yeah, when when you hit somebody straight up and your face hits their face i mean that's that's a hundred percent going to be a penalty every time so assuming i didn't see that incorrectly i think that that was and, and again when i say it was the right call i don't mean that it was a call that that i feel should have been called but based on the stupidity of the nfl and the way that they officiate that seemed to be a good call to me whatever but anyway it's like all the penalties came when there were when like whenever we had big plays for the most part, oh yeah, especially in the first half, there were flags. It was just a stupid missed tackle here and there, and it was just the little things. But we saw so much potential, and we've seen some great things from this team. And from here, I don't know where you go because until you start getting those little mistakes ironed out and. It's all mental stuff you, for the most part. It's just as soon, until you get all that ironed out, this team is just going to be plateaued at the bottom. And, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Jordan Love, in my opinion, played pretty decently. I mean, pretty well, actually. It's just that he was let down by some drops and... I mean, he also, I'm not, he played, he made some really bad plays as well. Um, few plays that I can think of that were turnover worthy. But for the most part, if he can play like that and his receivers can stop dropping the ball, I think we can be okay. Um, but yeah, anyways. Bye. Yeah, I, I think if he keeps playing like that, we're never going to win any games. I mean, they can catch as many of those passes as they want. Offensive line can block perfectly. Um, you keep underthrowing that many passes and then, you know, like two back-to-back overthrows to Dobbs and then Christian Watson. Um, yeah, that's we're not going to win very many games that way. So 
again, just very different perspectives um, in, in in this game in terms of how many missed throws there were and were not. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, that I just, again, what was that good enough? And, and for some people it was like, see, there's the game. That's the one we've been waiting for. And for me it's like, that's not anywhere close to what I've been waiting for from a quarterback. Um, a couple of the throws, if you just cherry pick and put them in a little jar and hand it to me, I'd be like, yeah, this is a great looking jar. But if you take all the throws and put it in a jar, it's like, I want this thrown in the freaking garbage and taken out to the dumpsters and then kicked in the middle of the street to get it as far away from me as possible because that's terrible. Ryan Kyle from Madison. All right. Game's about to be over here. We got just under minute 20. We just turned it over on downs. So I did this thing going into it uh, where I kind of tempted fate because my fantasy team has been an absolute dumpster fire hellscape this year, sure. losing Rodgers, and then I was forced to start Cousins. Uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to pit these two things against each other and see what happens. So I started Cousins in the Minnesota defense. I figured, well, either my fantasy team is going to do good or the Packers are going to do good. Like, yeah. one of these things has to give. Um, <laughs> Cousins but apparently got hurt. not. Apparently, <laughs> instead, uh, Cousins can do good enough to beat us and then get hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Is it an Achilles? I don't know. Good. Appears to be. Um, loves my third quarterback. So, apparently, Destiny has some some uh, laughs on me. But I will say, I mean... <laughs> Unbelievably, man. Like, you know, we, we could have won the game. I mean, it's just, if Wicks just catches that, um, you know, the drive before, I don't remember which drive, but, you know, right after Cousins went out and we got the ball back, I mean, if it's third down, the ball's right there. He's just got to catch the ball. It's like first and goal from the two. Um, yeah, they got a great chance to win the game there, even with everything having kind of happened against them in a lot of ways. Um, Here's what I'll say, and as frustrating as it is, especially like when our tight ends are just totally non-existent, and then on the opposite side of the ball, we can't stop anybody's freaking tight ends. Mm-hmm. Seems like so certainly not today. There, Hawkinson was killing us. So there's a lot of frustrating stuff. But here's what I'll say: <laughs> the good news is. I feel like they're getting closer. I feel like the Packers are getting closer, and it's interesting because it's it's not like it's the other team necessarily that's killing us. I mean, yes, they're at the end. Yeah, sure, you're just trying to make whatever happen. That's fine. But just throughout the course of the game, I mean, it's us creating self-inflicted problems. It's huge killer penalties on third down or negating first downs that are, that are getting us off the field more so than the other team, you know? So it's like if we can just fix some of these things, and I think we slowly are, but the team is getting closer, I think. Um, it's not good enough yet. I doubt it'll be good enough in time to salvage the season from a playoff standpoint. But there are some things happening. They got really unlucky with some stuff today, penalties and things like that. So we'll see what happens, but I'm not. I'm slightly encouraged. All right. Bye. I felt like this was the worst offensive performance of the year. So I don't have that perspective, um, especially since I don't think the penalties were unlucky. I think the penalties were justified, and it was completely undisciplined garbage that caused 11 penalties. Um, I thought it was the worst performance by the pass catchers of the year. I thought it was, you know, the it wasn't the worst game for Jordan, um, but it was a bad game again for Jordan. Um the only thing that got me feeling slightly encouraged and slightly excited was down the stretch when the defense started to rally. That was great. I mean, you get a sack on a three-man pressure and whatnot, like they were fired up. That got me a little jacked up. But the offense couldn't do anything. I mean, even this wasn't even a second-half offense. They, they, they got their one touchdown, congratulations. But aside from that, I mean, defense gets a stop, they can't even get a first down. And we They kicked the ball out of bounds, and we get the ball at the 40, and punt from the 41. Because <laughs> we get a, what was it, a penalty or a sack or both? I don't know. But we end up back at like the 30 or 35 or something, and we we just keep going backwards, and then we get a big gain back to the 41, and we got a punt. And it's, just, it's a joke. It was a complete joke. I mean, th- this was the worst 
game I feel like I've seen. And 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 for as far as the offense is concerned, this was probably the worst performance I think I've seen from the offense from top to bottom. So um, aside from, again, seeing a couple really nice Jordan Love throws that I don't feel like I've seen really all year, um, there I, I personally wasn't super encouraged by anything. Um, sounds like it might have been Rashawn Gary's worst game of the year and feels like the entire offense with the exception of Jordan Love's worst game of the year and I that certainly isn't a compliment to Jordan Love it just means that other things were were bad and he had been worse in the past so (laughs) I don't know man I uh I'm glad you feel that way and I, I guess I shouldn't keep rambling on I should just let you feel how you feel you're gonna feel how you feel anyways but that's a good thing I'm glad you're encouraged I'm glad you should elaborate though next time because I don't I'm I'm racking my brain trying to figure out what the heck went well. I can't think of much. Hey Brian, disappointing games today. Yeah. What's up, Trucker Trucker Bob? Bob? Heading home to Florida. Yes. Take a couple days off. Do it for all um, of us. It's the same problem that I pointed out to you that you listened to last night. Problem with Green Bay is obviously penalties. Penalties, yeah. For the year, they only had, well, for this game, they only had three drives in which they didn't commit penalties, which is six. One entered in an interception, one entered, uh, became a touchdown, and one ended in down by the goal line, four downs, and nothing. Every other drive had penalties. You just can't win games doing that. Yeah. So, summary for the year, Green Bay had 71 drives, 35 ended in penalties, which is just about 50%. And he only scored uh, six of them, which is 8%. So when Green Bay has a penalty, they score 8% of the time on offense. When they don't have penalties, they had 36 drives. 18, they scored. That's 50% of the time. They score when they don't have offensive penalties. 36% of the time, or 13 times, it's three and out, or they get one first down and out, which is also a problem. And then 16% of the time, he ends with an interception. It's frustrating. We got down there enough times to score, and we didn't. But we can't sit here on our one, two, three, four, five, first five drives all ended, all had penalties with them. And, you know, at some point, these guys got to quit holding, jumping off sides, lining up wrong, you know, all the crap that's going on. So until they do that, this is what we're facing, and this is what a young team does. And if you go out and you change all these players out, you still have the same problem of young players who are going to commit penalties. I'm hoping by the end of the year, they learn enough to quit making penalties so they can finally put some drives together and score. Comments on the defense? Well, we don't play tight enough to cause any turnovers, so what difference does that make? Anyways, I'm done. Those are the stats. You can do what what you want. Chuck a bob out. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's kind of a a, a two part thing here, right? I, I I think we would all agree you can't win with this many penalties. The 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 sincere question I have is can this offense win if they clean up the penalties? Right? It's sort of like that Jordan Love thing. Kurt Bankert says no quarterback could thrive in this offense. That's true, but that doesn't mean Jordan Love could thrive in a better offense. Those are two different questions, right? One is that the offense is not good enough for a quarterback. But that doesn't mean that if these things get cleaned up, that suddenly he's going to be better. And that's kind of the same thing that I... The same questions I have about this offense. I agree no offense is going... I mean, obviously there are going to be instances when you get 11 penalties. Teams have had 11 penalties and one. But generally speaking, this is a losing formula. The question I have, though, is let's say we get it down to a reasonable number, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. Five, four, whatever. A really solid performance. Is this offense going to win? I mean, we're going to win some games for sure, but is it? does it become a good offense, or is it still a 
bad offense. And I, I don't know the answer to the question because obviously you could have a lot more first down conversions. And if you get that, you get some rhythm and you get some confidence and maybe you score some more points. Maybe you win the game. Maybe you're feeling good about it. You know, I mean, it's not a small thing and I'm not going to trivialize it. I'm just saying I don't know the answer and I, I can't I can't get to the other side of the fence. I can agree with you that 11 penalties is a formula for losing. I don't know for a fact that if you don't have 11 penalties, you're going to be good at football. And I know you had some stats about how often they score on drives with no penalty, but you know, Drives with no penalties are are not the most common thing in the world, and I'm assuming most teams have a relatively high success rate in scoring when there are zero penalties. So I don't know, like, you know, is is 50%, is that a really high rate? I don't know. Like I said, I've never really delved into it, um, but I'm intrigued to, and I would like to. I don't know exactly how to even begin doing that, but um, if you've got, if you're tapped into some some database of... uh, you, you seem to have your finger on the pulse of these stats right off the bat. So I don't know if you're just tracking it on your own or, or what, but um, yeah, I would like to, I'd like to look into that a little bit because I mean, that, that could be a source of encouragement. I mean, if, if we have a much higher success rate on, on drives in which we don't score penalties than, than other teams or even adequate, then there is reason to believe that this can be decent enough with just the penalties. But I just feel like I'm seeing too much outside of that in terms of the, issues with the offensive line on occasion the um the drops the errant throws etc cetera, etc cetera, that i struggle to believe on its face that if we reduce the penalties to a more reasonable amount from 11 down to, i think it was 11 from 11 down to call it five that we go from you know what feels like the worst offense in football to something that is good i guess i don't know So uh, let's go ahead and take our first break and we'll come back and hear from Aaron. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I wasn't going to call back, but I am because I went on social media about for the last like 10 minutes, just not even trying to focus on Packers stuff. But I went into some comment sections and some Packers votes and whatever. And everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh, yeah, we need to fire all this front office. We need to cut Jordan Love. We need to do all this. Honestly, that's why I'm staying off. I I went on for five minutes and everybody just tick me off and i'm like this is unhealthy for you get off of social media everybody has different opinions and they're all different than yours so rather than like just commenting on everybody and getting into 75 different fights with people that you generally get along with and you're going to just ruin relationships just get off social media do your podcast um i'm going to get back to watching hotel rwanda been watching a good amount of movies lately as i'm doing in between podcast stuff uploads or whatever and uh I, I tried to go through, I'm completely off on a tangent here, I'm sorry, Aaron, we'll get back to it. So I tried to go through all the Saw movies, and um, I have basically one more to go through. There's like, it's the, the new one from 2023. Uh, there's also Spiral, but I don't think I'm going to watch that. And I'm I maybe this is true of a lot of series or any of them that where there's like 10 movies in a row. I am so burned out 
it's like the same freaking movie over and over again. Like, there's only so much people getting ripped in half that you can watch before it's just like, okay, yeah, there goes another one. Also, the acting took a really hard turn at one point. Like, it went from, like, a pretty good movie to, like, this is the dumbest crap I've ever seen in my life. And now I just feel like I have to watch it just because I'm this far in. Anyways, I took a break, and I'm like, I just want to watch a good movie. And it's like, I don't think I've seen Hotel Rwanda. It's won a bunch of rewards. So, uh... About, well, about three quarters of the way through. But anyways, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the podcast. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to drink an energy drink and uh, play a little Warhammer 3. What what faction am I playing right now? That's the music in the background. I am, oh, the Beastmen. I dig the Beastmen, man. I'm not, I'm not, I've, I've learned, having gone through the factions over and over and over again, I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> But there's some factions that are easier than others. You don't care about any of this. Let's get back to Aaron's call. <laughs> I just want to talk about something else. I got the wrong tab open anyway, so you're going to hear me ramble on for a little bit longer. Ramble on. Led Zeppelin, right? Like, oh, we should be playing Sean Clifford. And it's just like, I'm sorry, if you watched that game and thought that Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur were the problem, you weren't watching that game. I guess I didn't watch it. Yes, Matt, Jordan Love didn't play perfectly. See, but, okay, I know I'm saying the same thing over and over again. You can't say Jordan Love wasn't the problem, but also, like, he wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get that. You can't tell me that Jordan Love was the problem in this game because people dropped the ball. So what? Why can't I say Jordan Love, I mean, unless you're saying again that he's the only problem, which nobody's saying that. Nobody on planet Earth is saying there's only one person responsible for this, and it's Jordan Love. Or there's one person responsible, and it's Matt LaFleur. I mean, if it, I don't know. Maybe just be more specific in your language or something. If you thought he was the biggest problem, then you're not watching the, the same thing, which maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, again, he's the quarterback, so he's going to touch the ball more. So there's nobody that made mistakes more than Jordan Love did. And maybe that's an unfair comparison. But it just is what it is. Like, Musgrave dropped a pass. Wow, I saw 75 errant throws. I don't think it's a close competition. He made some mistakes, but that's to be expected. But no. for the most part, See, he played... I don't like the excuses. I don't like it. Like, Jordan played bad. Yeah, but the receivers didn't catch passes that were getting punched out of their hands. And, yeah, it was bad, but he needs his wide receivers to bail him out. And, yeah, he was bad, but Matt LaFleur. And, yeah, he was bad, but that's to be expected. Like, bullcrap. Just stop. 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 Stop it. Stop it. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. <laughs> You're all going to drive me insane. If he's bad, just let it be. I'm sorry. Leave him alone. He doesn't need you to save him. Leave him be. He was bad. He said he was bad. Matt LaFleur said he was bad. Everybody knows he's not playing well. Jordan knows he's not playing well. His wide receivers know he's not playing well. Come on now. Come on. He wasn't the only problem, and everybody in the world understands that. But you can't sit here and say, oh, come on, you can't blame Jordan. He had a good day. It was really the receiver's fault because they had drops. Yes, they had drops, and they were missed blocks, and, and there were all these problems. And there was also a lot of bad throws and bad decisions and holding on to the ball too long and throwing too late. There was also that. It was all these things, right? I mean, it's like I want everybody to just agree that all these things happen, but we keep sliding in these little, like, yeah, everybody was bad. But, like, Jordan, like, it's not his fault that he was bad because everybody else is bad. But anyways, yeah, like, everybody was bad. But, I mean, it's understandable for Jordan because he's new and he's young and, like, things are bad. You can't expect him to be good. Bullcrap, I can't. He's our quarterback. If there's anybody I'm not going to make excuses for, it's our quarterback. I'm sorry. I want an elite quarterback because that's how you win Super Bowls. I don't want to sit here and tiptoe around like, well... Yeah, he's not good, and I've never seen him really have, like, a good game, but, like, you know, like, he's not bad. Like, we could survive with this. Like, we're not going to go to the playoffs or anything, but, like, if we get some talent around him and get a better coach and guys that can catch, like, we could win, like, six, seven, eight games. Like, you know, stop, please. I'm, I feel sick to my stomach with all the excuses. I've never heard so many excuses in my life. 
Just please stop. I can't do this. He did pretty well. He put the ball where it needed to be. No. And Matt LaFleur no. was hanging guys open. No. There was always someone open. And, Matt, and no. Jordan Love hit that person that was no, open, he which didn't. is great to see. But then when he hits them, they can't catch the ball. The last part was true. The if first part put, was if, not. If you as a fan watch that. He could not put the ball in the right place at least 50% of the time. When he did, the guys dropped it. Now, there's there's hyperbole all over the place, but let's be very clear about this. Jordan was wildly inaccurate, and those times in which he was inaccurate, far too often, the receivers didn't catch it. That is the totality of the, the passing game issues. I'm not gonna make mis- I'm, I'm not gonna make excuses for either side of that. The drops were drops. The bad passes were bad passes. Period. Game and put that loss on Jordan Love and Malifaux. Your mind was already made up that that loss. Yeah, not entirely. No. If we win, it was a team failure. Well. But if we lose, Jordan Love and Matt Lafleur are suck. And. It's that's the only way that you can view it, in my opinion. I could be wrong, um, but I was very sober for this game, so that's that. But anyways, it's just like you—if you watch that game and, and you didn't see Jair get absolutely cooked by Jordan Addison several times. And and again, I agree. I wasn't happy with Jair, but I saw him get beat like twice. So how can Jair have a crap game because he gave up, he lost twice, let's call it three times, but Jordan can underthrow, overthrow, late throw, bad throw, hold on to the ball too long, at least a dozen times. Let's just be generous and say it was 12 times, and he had a good game. That's that's not, that. come on. You didn't see some missed tackles. You like Literally, they're showing highlights, and I just saw Jordan Addison get torched or torch Jair, and it's just like there ever there's penalties, legitimate penalties that cost us big plays. So if you if if people watch that game, ignore everything else, all the stupid mental mistakes that were made, because that's what it was. It was stupid mental mistakes. John Runyon didn't need to hold on a guy that is nowhere near the play that's not going to make a tackle. Mm-hmm. And. But yeah, that's the thing. It's fans are just so they're set in their minds, and this team just at some point needs to put it all together and work. And I, yeah, I don't know. But on to next week. Um, I'm still not all for tanking, but on to next week. Go Pat, go. Yeah, I mean, again. All the bickering about which one person is to blame is nonsense. So there's a difference between saying it's ridiculous to say Jordan deserves all the blame. That's true. He doesn't deserve all the blame. This is this is a completely inept football team, and that's why Matt Lafleur is, um, you know, in danger of losing his job in my mind. And maybe the Packers front office disagrees, in which it doesn't matter. But I I would say that it should be considered. But it, it's it's a different thing to say everybody failed, however, excuses, 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 excuses for Jordan who played a good game. Like, there, there's like this sleight of hand where it's like, okay, everybody on the boat, all everybody on the offense get on the boat, we're lighting it on fire. Like, oh, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, you can get off the boat, though. Like, well, no, 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 no. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's got to get on the boat. Oh, what? You're saying he, he's the whole team, to, he's, he's the reason? No, like, everybody. Like, they're all on the... He needs to get on with the team, and we're going to light the boat on fire. So that's what we're going to do. Oh, come on. Like, what... Are you even watching the game? Did you see the wide receivers? Yeah, they're on They're on the boat. We're going to light the wide receivers on fire right now. Like, that's that's part of the plan. It's a Viking, Viking funeral with living people on it, and Jordan needs to be on there, too. So, well, I mean, if, if they could catch, maybe, you know then they would be fine. <laughs> it's like, I, we, we can either all agree that this entire team from top to bottom is having problems and not make excuses, or we need to stop pretending that, you know, we're fighting the good fight against people who are only blaming Jordan and just be completely honest and say, I want to blame everybody but Jordan Love. Like, don't, don't, 
don't pretend it's the other way around. Because I'm on team, it's the entire offense, and it's the coaches, and, and we need to really do some serious investigation. And Jordan Love does not escape criticism. If you want to say blame everybody but Jordan, then we don't agree. And I'm not making excuses. Hey, Mr. Cheese, it's uh, Eric here, the serial entrepreneur. Sorry, What's up, I've been in for a while. It's been a kind of crazy last couple months. I uh, signed a, a lease for, for my gym. Uh, hired a bunch of contractors to build it out, and they all fell through. So I had to do it. Dang it. doing it all myself. So I've been a little bit busy a little bit. But uh, set to open January 1st. So nice. all, all's going well there. So a question for you. That makes sense. Is that like a... Is that a coincidence or is that like a gym thing? That ha- that that can't be a coincidence. That's just crafty timing on your part. Uh, during the game, this is after the Packers lost the Vikings, uh, and during the game, um, I got my weights and I'm like working out, doing the, doing the typical. Uh, I don't know, do, do, question for you is: Do you like work out at all during during the game? Do you do, like grab your weights and do anything? I'm just curious if I'm the the, the weird one that does does something. No, I'm too stressed for that, man. It's just. Like, I pace, that's my exercise, but I, I can't be, like, you know, doing curls or whatever. It just, I don't know. I, I, I No. Like that. And uh, during the, so my son was born about a year ago, and nice. so he ends up being my weight for a lot of the exercises. <laughs> and my wife got a video of me, like, working out with him, and he's all smiles and everything like that. And um, it was a pretty special moment. Like, and I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Like Packers uh, lost and everything like that, but it was just like a really good memory. Yeah, and I'm glad my wife got it on video and everything like that. I'm looking back, you know, five, ten years from now, you know, probably won't even remember, you know, who the Packers were playing that day. I was just like, just capturing that moment with uh, with my son. So, uh, wonder what is your favorite part of the game? So, so for the duo, let you go and uh, and uh, stay awesome. Love you last one here. Bye. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate that call, and I I, I like that perspective. It's definitely good to get those mixed in. The uh, more um, perspective-laden calls that are a little more grounded in what this is supposed to be about, which is having a good time. And and, and again, I I did have a good time today. Like I said, I, I, I made my pot of soup, which was pretty good. It's a work in progress. I got to learn how to make soup in the pressure cooker. I usually just make soup like the normal human being way, but this just seems easier and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was good. And... Um, I got a bunch of marinades in. I've got now tilapia and chicken in the fridge. So I got to figure out what I'm doing with that tomorrow. I'll probably do another soup if I'm being honest. But no, I mean, it was it was a good day. I went grocery shopping with the kids. That's always fun. And it's right before the game. So a lot of Packer fans are out. But I, of course, said I want to go to the store. So then my daughter said, I want to go to the store. And then my youngest says, I want to go to the store. And then my son's like, well, I want to go. So then you take them. And of course, I tell them they all get a treat because you want to be fun about stuff they wouldn't care either way if they couldn't but tell them they can get a treat and it's like the best thing in the world they can get whatever they want in the store so of course my youngest one who is three years old wanted like a huge thing of cupcakes i'm like all right dude straight up that's just smart if i'm you know if i'm being honest the other the older kids they got a donut it's like bro you could have got like two dozen donuts and be like all right cool if you can find a pack with two dozen i don't care i said one thing and say one item. I said one, you know, it could be a box of things. So the youngest one goes and gets this pack of like 24 mini cupcakes. And she's like, I want that. I'm like, all right, they're going to go stale though. So you better get pounding on these things. <laughs> but uh, we got some new couches yesterday. My wife's been begging and begging and begging to get some furniture. And uh, I'm not used to paying for furniture. So I didn't like it, even though it's unbelievably cheap if you get secondhand furniture, because there's such a massive markup on furniture. So Compared to what it's actually cost, it was really cheap. But I just hate doing the work. It's so much work, dude. And I, by the way, why don't houses have, like, furniture and appliance doors? Like a loading dock or something, you know? Bro, you can have one door. Even, like, the back sliding door. Can you make that wider? Why don't you make the back sliding door bigger? It's a sliding door. Who gives a crap how wide it is? Double the size. Why is it every home in the world has these doors that just barely don't fit a couch? It's so stupid. And then it's just, you know... Me and my wife and my oldest daughter trying to maneuver these things. Ugh, I hate it. And then you got to load up the furniture in a, in a van that is too small, and so we just cruise around with the door open and whatnot. You know, it's not my favorite, but at the end of the day, we got some nice new couches, some cup holders, nice and comfy. They look good. Nice bowl of soup. Hearty, hot bowl of soup on a cold day with my hoodie on. Me and my son just watching some Packers, man. It's a good time. Honestly, I, I and I 
you know, I, I don't want this to seem as if I don't appreciate all of this, but the biggest dread I had was this. Like, I was fine. I was having a good day. Like, I wasn't happy with the result, but it's like, everything is so negative. It's like, I don't want to go down. I don't want to go on social media. I, I, I half want to do, but don't want to do Packnet After Dark. Like, I always look forward to it, but it's just, you know, these last couple of weeks, it's just, I don't want to just go argue with people, you know? I don't want to do it. But I can't not. Like, I, I just, I don't have the, I'm too stupid to just listen to people say what they think and be like, meh, maybe. Anyways, next caller. I'm not, I'm not freaking wired that way, so I can't do it. I'm stupid. So, again, I appreciate the call, and, um, you know, I, I stand by what I've been saying, which is, you know, we, we got to talk about it. We got we to gotta be honest about what's going on, you know, about what we're thinking about stuff, and, and honest, honesty right now sounds negative. That's just the way it is. But, um, you know, if we're all going to be hanging out together and we're all going to be in the same Packer fan family together, we should find a way to enjoy it and find a way to enjoy talking to each other and hanging out and doing this kind of stuff. Because, I mean, I, I if I'm not enjoying talking about it, I know you're not enjoying listening to me, you know? I mean, you're doing it. Some of you are. The numbers are going down for sure. But um, I don't know. I don't want to lie and just pretend it's positive, but let's try to mix in a little bit of, I don't know, having a little bit of fun or something. Anyways, let's take uh, another break, and we'll come back and listen to Mr. Ryan Santos. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Calling back again. Hey, I probably up, no more bashing the Packers right now. All right. Talking trash about love um, or anyone else from the team. I just saw a clip um, of um, uh, Coach Mike McCarthy in the locker room after their win, and he's just so excited and smiling. And he, uh, I, I think he told one of the defensive linemen, I asked him, you know, like, hey, what time is it? And the guy yelled something back. But I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm happy for McCarthy. Yeah. You know, as Definitely. much as I was done with him in 2018, I think from a couple years before the Hunley era until whenever he was uh, relieved, which I think was 2018. Anyhow, um, I really like the guy. He's a good guy. Um, and I don't know, I'm just happy to see him happy. See him, uh, regardless of it being a Cowboys, I can't stand that team. I'm just happy that Mike's happy. And I don't know. I just the only thing that made me smile today, other than the uh, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers getting a win yeah. today, that was great news. <laughs> keep that up, Carolina. You keep that up. We may need you. We may right. need you. In fact, I'm the I'm convinced that <sighs> I just said I wasn't going to talk bad about the Packers <laughs> again today. So just good job, Carolina. Happy for you, Mike McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to turn it to some some uh, some more football. So uh, take care, Ryan. Bye. Yeah, for sure, man. Mike's Mike's a great dude. He's always a good guy when he was here. Um, a guy that you could respect for sure, a hundred percent. The way he treated the players and whatnot. You know, he was a guy that never threw anybody under the bus, which was kind of annoying because he would never be honest. But at the same time, you respect it because if you're going to be a leader uh, to those guys, uh, you want a guy that's always going to stick up for his guys, and he did. You know, I'm sure he he went after him in the um, in private, but that's that's the point. You know, you don't do that in front of everybody else because it's nobody else's freaking business, and your job is not to go out there and, and trash everybody. But um, and uh, you know, I, I think it was the right move at the right time. And again, it was a different era and a different team that needed a different thing. And I think that was at the time, Matt LaFleur. And um, I think we might potentially be moving into a different era now that needs somebody else. And honestly, it's probably somebody a little bit more like McCarthy. Not saying I want McCarthy, but you know what I mean, as far as somebody that can, you know, establish somebody that's been around the block. And I know generally you want like the young innovators and whatnot, but you also, given the situation we're in, are kind of looking for a guy that can establish a culture and, and, and discipline to say, this is how, you know, I've been around the block. And this is how things are going to be done. And if you can't get in line, then then you know we'll have another conversation. But um, you know, just a hard nosed um, guy that's going to bring a, a a winning attitude and a winning culture, um, not just sort of a, a whiz kid on the on the whiteboard kind of thing. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Happy for him. Um, not necessarily for the Dallas Cowboys, but for him, very deserving. He's earned a lot. Um, underrated coach. I mean, he did so much. He did a lot for the, the 49ers. I mean, it's what got him the job. And then he was did a phenomenal job here in Green Bay and uh, is now doing a great job in Dallas. I mean, you know, Andy Reid gets a lot of credit, and he should for what he's done to move on to a new team and to sort of reinvent himself and um, kind of go to that next level. But McCarthy's right there, um, right there with him and is a very, very deserving and very, very talented coach and a very good person. So um, happy for him and wish the best for Mike McCarthy. Uh, Not a Super Bowl unless he goes to a different team necessarily, but uh, I will say this. If they do end up winning one, I'll be happy for Mike. But uh, I agree. I'm with you. He's a good dude. Always has been a good dude. I, I, you know, like you, I was kind of over it in 2018. And again, I, I think it was time to move on. It was time for for a change. The team needed something different, and it worked for that period of time. And it was good for Mike, good for the Packers. And um, you know, again, potentially we are in a similar situation. Nico, what's going on, man? What Ryan, do you got? Sunday, well, afternoon, it was Sunday morning. Uh, I was actually watching the game, then I had to go to work, so I. You know, I got the NFL ticket, so I just watched when I get back. All right. I just walked in the door. But I don't want to talk about football. Talk about food. Yes. Um You got I'm loving you guys right now. It's like <laughs> Like what tell me something good that happened today. It's like, all right, cool, we can do that. Hey, Mike McCarthy's great, right? I'm like, yeah, dude, he's great. Hey, let's talk about food. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I might have to end the call here because I'm worried we're gonna take a negative turn here after this call. I am but Two hours into some perfectly seasoned ribs. Mm, say it's uh, St. Louis style ribs in my smoker right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put some more stuff on them, put it back in, some better and stuff. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about is something super simple and so good I've been eating them for dinner like the last two weeks. Give it so, to me. I know you have an air fryer. I do. Everyone does. If not, you're weird. Uh, I just saw this video where this dude takes tortilla, puts it in the air fryer, puts ketchup, he rolls hot dogs in the in the ends of the of, of the tortilla, puts cheese, pepperoni, air fries in like five minutes, cooks it. So use ketchup. That's gross. So here's wait, what I do. Wait, 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 wait. I, I know this isn't what you're getting at here, but so he takes a tortilla. So the, are these two different things? Because I feel like you just made something disgusting. It was hot dog, ketchup, and then pepperoni. <laughs> or is that a, a separate thing? I don't know. Sorry, continue. I take stuff to make it better. Yes, I love it. Get a tortilla, and I just get the big 15-inch tortillas. Yep. Get the best ones you can. Mm. Um, I've learned that it's actually good to kind of fry the tortilla, like you would if you were making a quesadilla, but just don't put cheese in it. I'll just bring out the pan, put a little butter in it, swirl it around, put it in there, fry it till it's good and nice and golden brown, then flip it, do both sides. Okay. Then I I put my stuff on my uh, air fryer on tinfoil. Okay. Get out of tinfoil, put the tortilla there, and then choose your sauce. You can do red sauce. I like Alfredo. I've done both. They're both good. So sauce it up. Um, I've even gone to like the extent of even like making a garlic butter mm. and with a with a, yeah. a, a little uh, paintbrush paint painting brush, it on the, little the red edge guy. of the crust. Yeah. It doesn't do a whole lot, to be honest. It's fine. It feels um, good. So... Uh, put your sauce on there. Mm-hmm. And as far as toppings go, pepperoni is always good. I always cut mine in fours to make them tiny and crispier. Okay. Uh, as far as Italian sausage goes, you know I love Italian sausage on a pizza. So good. Cause we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, honestly, just get the Johnsonville Italian sausage. Boil them, whatever you do. Cut them up in little little, little chunks. Uh, so put your meat on there. Put whatever cheese you want, whatever mushrooms, green. Oh, you don't want all that junk. Nope, I know. Nope, nope. And then just pop in your air fryer for like seven minutes. And you will be freaking amazed at how good. Like it don't even taste like tortilla anymore. It just tastes like pizza heaven in your mouth. What? Got that nice crisp, dude. I'm telling you, bro. I got a couple leftover tortilla. Like I, I had my cheat day last week. I didn't give myself one this week because I want to get to that goal so I can make mistakes. But last week, I had my cheat day, and of course, I'm doing like white people tacos. I got the the flour tortillas, not the corn, the flour, and I just got like ground beef and shredded cheese. And I just went freaking ham on those things. Um, but I got some leftover tortillas. I should do that. I want to do it right now, but I got I to gotta be a good boy. But I'll try that tomorrow, dude. 
So you, you, oh, I'll let you finish, and then we'll we'll discuss this. I have been making them for dinner literally like the last two weeks. And every time I do something, I did I I did it with a pesto sauce. Yeah. I did a veggie thing because I like veggies. I'm normal. Yep. Um, and dude, it's just so good. So yeah. So try the tortilla air fryer pizza. You will be amazed and go Petco. So you just get your big tortilla, you fry it up in butter, both sides, kind of brown it up a little bit. Then we slap that bad boy in the air fryer. And I got the one that's like an oven, which usually sucks, but for this sounds like it'd be perfect because I got like the two racks on it. Slap that bad boy on the rack. I'm not using tinfoil because I think you're not supposed to because it messes with the airflow, but whatever. Yours turns out fine, so it's no big deal. You get that on there, make a little garlic butter, brush it, get a little sauce, sauce it up, get your cheese, your pepperoni, your sausage. I don't know about the specifics in terms of like how long, but I'm guessing you just pop that bad boy on until it kind of like melts, right? Because it's all cooked. Well, the sausage wouldn't be, but the pepperoni, if you didn't do sausage, it would be. But you just throw that on there until basically the cheese melts, right? And uh, good to go. I'm not going to lie, that sounds pretty dope. And, and if I didn't do the garlic butter, pretty easy to monitor the calories on that. Even the big boys are like, what, 150, 200 calories, something? I don't know. It's kind of a lot, but uh, sauce ain't bad. Kind of go light on the cheese. I probably got to go back to the store tomorrow anyways to get some ingredients for the next uh stupid soup i'm making i mean amazing soup so i can grab uh grab what i need for that maybe get some of the the fresh mozzarella throw that on there i like that dude if this is if this is see these are the kinds of things where it's like it it can be life-changing you know to be fair i've done this with like regular old white bread and i actually just forgot until this moment but i i make like pizzas on just a piece of bread it's real good i mean you just you toast the bread and you can fry it in butter whatever you want to do but you just you make it so it has some substance so it'll not just turn into a soggy piece of crap you throw your sauce melt some cheese and pepperoni like it's i love it it's amazing nice easy snack easy way to like make a pizza for the kid but a tortilla bro could be life-changing i'm I'm hoping it's i'm hoping it's good i'm trying i'm doing it tomorrow doing it tomorrow hold me to it do i dare i think i dare Let's go ahead and do it. Kyle from Madison, tell me what your favorite pizza is. Ryan, Kyle from Madison, what's, what's up? up? It's, eh, it's been a couple hours now since the game ended. Just been kind of thinking about it, um, letting it stew a little bit. I think I've reached the place where you were last weekend, this weekend, Okay. where I can just kind of understand what we are, not be quite as crazed, frothing at the mouth, screaming at my television like normal. Yeah. Which is ultimately where I started the season. It's yep. just that the the Chicago game and the beginning of the Falcons game or three quarters of the Falcons game and then like that comeback against the Saints really kind of reset the expectation game. And I think that's a lot of I don't see for everybody, but I do feel like a lot of us that are really hurting from the season, um are hurting much more so just because of how it started. Yep. Had it just immediately been like this a little bit, I think it would have felt a little different because ultimately this is kind of where I was coming into this season, although I really wanted to beat the Bears. Um, this is more what I kind of thought it would be. Um, I think, well, first of all, I mean, even though they're the opposition and I hate the fake, plasticky, corporate, disgusting franchise that is the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. with the passion of a billion galaxies, yes. supernovas, insert your descriptor there, but it still makes me freaking sick watching them lose their quarterback. I mean, I just, that's not how I want oh, it. Oh yeah, ever. that sucks for sure. It's not cool. Um, and I, we've had the injuries terrible this year, but still, I mean, with the season they're having, I do feel for them. Um, that's horrible. Um, and that did make me feel a little sick. So, you know, I guess there's a human inside here after all, after all the hurt. I'm still capable of emotion, so that's good. <laughs> um, I think sometimes, honestly, from a fan's point of view, yes, I want to win all these games, right? And they certainly, even with all the mistakes, they actually had opportunities today. From a learning point of view, it's probably better to lose these because I do think that that which hurts you instructs you. I had a mentor when I was younger tell me that quote, and I remembered it my whole life because it's absolutely true. And I think really so 
on the football field. Um, if you get out of these games the win, I don't think your preparation is quite as headfirst and passionate as if you feel the pain of losing. And since clearly we're not a playoff team, at least not now, probably better to lose, feel the pain, and move on. But I thought Love and some other people showed some poise and kept it together, and I'm proud of this team. Yeah, I mean, Matt LaFleur had made the comment at the end or some point of his press conference or whatever, where he said, we're going to find out what we're made of. And honestly, I just rolled my eyes when I heard it because I feel like I've heard that a thousand times. And it's like, yeah, we know how they're going to respond to this. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, it, it kind of, to some degree, goes hand in hand with what I've been saying about, you know, wanting the cream to rise to the the, the top. Um, it, it's about, you know, who's going to be able to handle the adversity and continue to keep playing. And I'm 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 not going to take that away from Jordan Love necessarily. I mean, he, again, it seems like he kind of broke by week two or three or whatever. But um, he's hanging in there, and obviously, considering the second half is better for him, it's not like he crumbles after things go poorly. Um, so I will give him that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, I, I roll my eyes at Matt Lafleur saying it because it's I, I don't expect the team to rebound, but I do expect individuals some individuals to to battle through this and i look forward to seeing who that is and i'm i'm inspired to hear things like what happened with Razul douglas and um certain guys that are that are really really um locked in and are passionate about turning this team around um and i'm excited to to see where this team can go with the right players and with the right personnel and um you know, we'll we'll find out by the end of the year where we're at. And, you know, I haven't given up on Matt LaFleur. I haven't given up on Jordan Love. I'm skeptical, to say the least. But um, I remain open to something else. And every week I come in optimistic. And, I, and that's an honest thing. I, I come in, not so much that I'm going to be hurt by a loss, but I come in saying, okay, I, I think, I, I, I believe because I know it can happen. You know, and, and that's the thing, too, where I said I don't like to watch the the game recorded because I got this weird, like anything's possible. Not technically that's not true, but it just, there's this feeling of anything can happen. Like the Packers could come out and just sling it all over the yard and just destroy the Vikings. Like I legitimately felt good. Like I felt like we were going to win the game by the time the game started. Um, I felt, I just felt good. Like I know they can do it. And then, you know, like most of you said, as, as the, as the game goes on and as you kind of settle in, you watch it and just go, nah, nope, (laughs) same team. Maybe next week will be the week, but, um, you know, whatever. Again, I, I don't, I've somewhat lost faith in uh, Matt LaFleur's ability to wrangle this and, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, player-led or whatever, which I, I think to some degree is BS. I mean, it, it, it player, player-led, yes, to some degree, but it has to be facilitated and in, in sort of like incubated from the top down. It's not a completely hands-off process for the head coach. It's not a surprise that the head coaches who are best at doing these things happen to have the best player-led locker rooms. Like, Detroit just magically has this great locker room because of the players. I'm sure they call it player-led, but it comes from the top. I'm sure Deion Sanders has a really good locker room that is, to some degree, player-led and is expected to be player-led. The locker room is for the players and the leaders within the locker room to step up and be leaders. But the culture was the only word that's coming to mind is birthed but that sounds stupid and wrong and distracting the culture is created and imputed from the top down from the coach it's from dion it's from dan campbell so we can sit here and and pretend like the coach has no role in this and just blame the players for not pulling themselves up by the bootstraps but you know ultimately the culture the discipline all that stuff it comes down to matt lafleur and and we don't have it and i i don't have belief that it's going to change i don't think the players do i think the players are rallying and are trying to build something from within and and i and i could be way off but i I don't think they they have buy-in i don't think anybody believes in joe barry in that building i don't think anybody believes in matt lafleur in that building i think they're starting to lose faith in jordan love if i'm being honest and i think things are starting to fall apart at the seams a little bit and i'm glad that there are some people who are trying to keep it together and that's good because again they they got to remember like I said yesterday or whatever day it was, everything's still in front of you. Your career is not over because the team is bad. You continue making plays, you're going to be fine. You stay at the top. You do what you have to do. 
The guys that aren't pulling their weight are going to be out of the league soon enough. Keep doing what you got to do and wait for reinforcements. That's all you can do. But anyways, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.